the annual C103 GAA Sports Star Awards, live from the Rochestown Park Hotel. And good evening, I'm John Paul McNamara. We are live from the Rochestown Park Hotel for the C103 GAA Sports Star of the Year Awards. And between now and eight, we're going to meet some of the monthly award winners and sample the atmosphere here this evening at the Rochestown Park Hotel. If you are on Twitter this evening, you can tweet us at C103Cork using the hashtag CorkGAAStars. But let's crack on and meet our first two guests this evening. And these are our joint winners for February when it comes to the world of college. So UCC, of course, with the Stickerson Cup win and Fitzgibbon Cup win. And I'm joined by Shane Kingston and Kean Kiley from UCC. Good evening, guys, and welcome to the Rochestown Park Hotel. Thanks for having us. Uh, first of all, Keen, I'll start with yourself, I suppose. After five years of waiting, UCC lifted the college football's biggest prize against a side who were renowned for upsetting those with good reputations. And you took on St. Mary's and beat them. And you were captain that day, Keen. So a big achievement for you. And on the day, the team you played with, you played fast. And it was a good defence. And you had the man as well from Clonakilty, Mark White, in goal. So everything, I suppose, you could say was in your favour. Yeah, I mean, it was an um, amazing win for us, I suppose, Wayne Sigerson, especially when it doubled up with the Fitzgibbon as well. Uh, I just thought it was a, a hugely impressive year from start to end for UCC. Um, a few tough games during the year, a good few of them, um, but as the year progressed, we got better and better, and we were just lucky on the day that I suppose we performed to the best that we couldn't. It was an amazing game to win, no complaints there. And Shane, for yourself, the Sigurdsson Cup, a big win for UCC, then the Fitzgibbon Cup also. At that particular time, you and others said that the team you played together, you really gelled at that particular time uh, with your particular win over Mary I. Is that some of the reasons why the success and for both of you as UCC as a whole, you do gel well as a team? Yeah, I suppose, you know, when, uh, especially involved with the Fitz anyway, there's a lot of us from Cork, so obviously we've played together up along. Um, you know, and then you're mixing in with the, the like the tip fellas and carry fellas. You know, you're out together two or three days a week, and uh, you're playing loads of games together. Like so, uh, it's obviously great to be involved with it. And you know, with the previous year as well, we had a poor, very poor year, and uh, you know, we just wanted to uh, get a good result. Uh, this year and thankfully we won it in the end. Did that spur you on knowing that there was a bad year that the year before to achieve more in the last year? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose we went up to UL the previous year and we were beaten by about 20, 25 points, uh, which was appalling obviously and then kind of motivated us for the for the next year and we went up and we started off with, with uh, beating UL up in UL, so that kind of set us up for the season. And Keen, when I mentioned there about how the teams get on and, and the, the influence you have on each other, your coaches as well have a lot of influence. And I know at the time you were very thankful to Billy Morgan for the guidance he gave the team. Yeah, I mean, like Shane was saying there, we have people coming from so many different counties. Um, we probably wouldn't have as many from Cork as they might do with the hurlers. So mm. it's, it's very important that the management team can actually bring us together. Um, I think that's something that Billy and the whole team does. There's a whole crew who work with Billy there. I think something that he does fantastic because... I think you could see it on the pitch that we actually played well together, provided we didn't have as many training sessions as we probably would have liked together. He did a huge job in bringing us all together for that actual, for the day and making us all ready, I suppose, to play yeah, with each other. That's true. And I mean, you were saying there, Shane, about the fact that you had played with some of the players because you're from Cork. Stigerson, there was a lot of Kerry players on that. Our sound engineer here is making that point out because he's a Kerry man. Uh, but you're, you're learning to how, how they play football and you're learning about them as well. And it does make a difference if you have a good coach bonding everybody together yeah it's just I think um, Billy has a unique style that he brings it's very mm. open football that we play and 
I suppose he brings out the best in every player from all the different counties that come together and unites us with the style that he uses and the style that UCC has. So I suppose that's something we all buy into. It's not one style from one county that we go with. It's the style that Billy Morgan brings and we all buy into that. And it's been a good year for the college last year. The treble, wasn't it, with the Collingwood Cup as well and the Sigerson and Fitzgibbon Cup. So, I mean, for this year, what are the plans for you, first of all, Shane? You're still uh, with UCC. Uh, yeah, I suppose we've, uh, we've got through our group. We beat uh, two teams there. We were in a group of three, so we got a home, home draw for that. And uh, we beat DC, or UCD the other day, and we're going up to DCU to play uh, the semi-final there next Saturday. So that'll just get over that game and hopefully... Try win it again, I suppose. And try and retain the title for, yeah. for the coming year. Yeah. And yeah. keen for yourself. I know you're, you, you've left the college life and you're uh, not parting. Well, even though this man here next to me, Shane, isn't parting either. He's too busy <laughs> training. But you've left college life and you're moving on to teaching. But when it comes to UCC, do you think they can perform again in the football side of things this year? Yeah, I think in the, in the coming years, there's some fantastic players coming through. And I just think that same point, there's some fantastic people working in UCC between John Granger and... You have obviously Billy Morgan and all the background team who works with him who are all fantastic. And I think that any players who um, play under them in the coming few years will be fantastic. And of course, you're both involved this uh, weekend in action. First of all, Shane, you're in action tomorrow with Cork and Sunday. Keane, you're in action uh, tomorrow, of course, Tipperary, Shane. And Leitrim for the footballers, Keane. How do you think that will go? Tipper be a, t- a tough enough task. Yeah, I suppose we had a bad defeat there last week against Waterford and uh, Tip had a defeat as well against Limerick. So both teams are looking for the two points so uh, it'll be a good tough game down in the park so looking forward to it and Leitrim any um, Leitrim when it comes to football well I think um, every team in Division 3 is going to be very very physical and strong mm-hmm. um, we're just concentrating on preparing to the best of our ability and being ready for every single game taking it one by one and just doing our best to go out play our best and win every game well best of luck lads well done on your achievements last year with UCC and enjoy the night and well done for being the February award winners here at the C103 GA Sport Awards thanks for joining us thank, thank you, you. And there they are Shane Kingston and King Kylie from UCC both wins in the Sigerson and indeed the Fitzgibbon Cup and those matches I mentioned there uh, first of all tomorrow evening the Alliance National Hurling League Division 1A Round 2 Cork taking on tip that is in Parky Cueve live coverage of that game tomorrow evening from 7 here on C103 and then on Sunday on Cork Sports Sunday from 2 of live coverage of the Alliance National Football League Division 3 Round 2 as Leitrim take on Cork. That game is in Carrigan Shannon and live coverage on Sunday from 2 here on C103. And let's turn now to Hurling and to a team in East Cork who had a big year in 2019. Declan Dalton, one of our monthly award winners, joins us this evening here. Good evening to you, Declan. And thanks for joining us. Father Niels, of course, uh, won the 2019 Cork Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship, defeating Kilworth. Uh, a big day, that was for Father Niels. And then you went on. So, first of all, talk about that particular win. That was a huge day for the actual club, uh, kickstarting that win here in Cork, first of all. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um, obviously, for a small parish like us down in East Cork, it's, um, it's a massive achievement to win the Premier Intermediate and go up um, senior areas this year. So, uh, like, obviously, we in the next couple of um, weeks now we'll go back training and um, we push on for for next year. And also, you are involved, of course, with Immaculate uh, as well, and, and with Father O'Neill's and Immaculate, uh, both of those particular wins. That was great for East Cork, and then you moved on to the club championships, and things maybe came to an end when you met Tullerone and Kilkenny. Tell us about that transformation, moving from the county into the All Ireland Club Championships. Then, oh yeah, definitely. It's obviously. Um it's obviously a massive. Um, it's obviously a massive um, part of hurling to get to Crow Park and playing Crow Park. But like, 
obviously it takes so much effort to get mm. there and when you get there it's kind of um you just kind of kind of had to take our chance we didn't take our chances on the day and um it just went our tolerance way on the day like so I'd imagine it's a huge deal, though, for the likes of club players to walk out on the pitch in Crow Park. What's that like when you're not used to those big pitches and you're walking out? I mean, is that something that can, you know, the psychological idea in your head, does that take an effect on you when you're playing? Well, definitely. Like, obviously, you're just trying to think about the game, but, like, um, it's obviously going to creep into your head at some point during the game or during the warm-up or even running out onto the field. You're trying to take in the atmosphere as well. So, um, like... It's obviously going to creep into your head, but you just kind of try to keep it out as much as possible. Be a, like it wasn't our first time going mm. back. Like obviously, Fortnite's got there in 2006 when they won it in 2000, the junior 2006. Like so, uh, like it was obviously a great achievement for the club to even get there. Obviously, we didn't come out on top, but we it's still a great achievement to get there. Huge achievement to get there, yeah, and I think there was huge celebrations when you came back down to East Cork at that particular evening, and still was the week after, the fact that you got that far for Father O'Neill's and, of course, nearby neighbours, Russell Rovers, also there on the day. So a big achievement for you guys in East Cork. I spoke about Emma Kitty there as well in the uh, county final, and with that, you're now spoken as one of the powerhouses for Cork Hurling. What do you make when you see those headlines in the papers? Um, I don't really take much on something. Yeah. Like, um, I just try to go, I enjoy playing hurling, um, so that's kind of what I keep doing. I think when I stop enjoying playing hurling, I think, I think it's time for me to give <laughs> up. Like, but uh, yeah. I'll keep enjoying it, and hopefully, then next couple of years, then Cork can bring home in Ireland. Well, hopefully, it's looking good for the next couple of years when you look at what's happening in club level and underage level. There is a lot of strength there, isn't there, in Cork for both football and hurling? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, it's obviously when your underage structures are um, are strong, you're going to build up your um, your intercounty level and. Hopefully, in the next couple of years, we can build up our underage structures and that will build up our senior teams and our under 21 teams to start winning on Ireland. And is the pressure on now this year on Father O'Neill's to perform as well as you did in 2019? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. we'll just go out, we'll play our own game and hopefully we come out on top. Well, Declan, pleasure to talk to you. Best of luck for this year. Well done on last year and best of luck tonight with the overall award here at the Rose Park Hotel. Thanks for talking to us. Declan Dalton there, uh, one of our monthly award winners from Father O'Neill's in East Cork. I'm now joined by Brian Hartnett, our July award winner, and he joins us because three goals in the five first half minutes turned Cork's nightmare start into a dream All-Ireland final as their under-21 footballers claimed the unlikeliest of victories over Dublin at O'Moore Park. Brian was part of that particular team. And Brian, at that time, you were saying that it was the unity of the particular team that brought around the success. And you could see that unity on the pitch and indeed on fields. You could, yeah. I mean, when they got the goal there to go nine points up, there was huge groans and everything through the crowd. Mm. But um, we always look back on our centre-back, Sean Meehan, running back to our keeper <laughs> and telling him just calm down, relax, get the next kick out right. And then caught the next kick out and we went up the pitch. And uh, obviously, we turned it around big time. And we went in a point up at half time. And uh, we got a standing ovation at halftime, which is very rare in the J-match. So very rare. Fantastic. <laughs> it is it very rare. Fantastic. <laughs> and it was a great victory because Dublin, I think Dublin's success over the last few years and how Dublin has grown in GA terms, people were expecting them to win. So when you were going up there playing Dublin and facing them, was there less pressure? Is that why maybe Cork won out in the end? Because there was less pressure, people presumed that Dublin were going to do this. Well, I suppose we just took every game as it came to us mm. and we just backed ourselves against anyone. It didn't matter who we were playing. I think the big stepping stone for us was beating Kerry and that gave us huge belief in the Munster final. Once we won that, I think we felt we could go all the way. Mm. And then um, obviously coming back from Tyrone from seven points down, 
we got great belief uh, as a panel and um, our subs were a huge uh, factor in coming on and finishing the game strongly and that's what we did in every game throughout the campaign. Well, at the time I was reading some of the paper articles and they were describing yourself as a late bloomer because you didn't rise through the usual ranks in the GA. Uh, would you agree with that I, I <laughs> on those particular terms? I would, yeah, sure. Two years ago I wasn't starting for the club team at minor level. So um, it was great now in the first year for Cork to win in Ireland. It was a huge, huge uh, achievement for me. And uh, to push onto the senior panel this year has been fantastic. And uh, it's, just, it's just been a great rollercoaster of a ride. And it's, Really enjoying it at the moment. And as I mentioned there, it's a, it's a busy weekend this year for you now. And when you mentioned the senior panel, it's a busy weekend it and is, a busy yeah. year for you yeah, when you've the senior panel. Yeah. We had a great one now against Offaly. Um, so hopefully we'll push on against Leitrim now on yeah. Sunday up in Carrick and Shannon. Um, and hopefully we'll get promotion this year and uh, be in the mix uh, for the Ireland and get some silverware hopefully this year. Now. Well, hopefully. I mean, it is looking good for Cork football. I know a lot of people are speaking about football and hurling in Cork and where it is going. But when you look at the you guys and the minors and everybody else from the college perspective as well, things are looking a lot more positive this year than they were a few years ago, aren't they, Brian? Big time, yeah. yeah. The, the minors following on from the 20s win was, was mm. fantastic. And I think it has given great belief back to the supporters of Cork football as well. And I think the seniors even getting to Super Ace last year was a huge achievement. And now mixing in some new blood into the senior panel now, I think it's really uh, beneficial for Cork. And uh, hopefully now over the next few years, Cork can get back up to the top pedestal. Well, hopefully we can and we can retain what we've won last year. This year we'll have to wait and see. Brian, for the moment, well done. Our July award winner, Brian Hartnett, well done on this year, Brian, and best of luck tonight. We are live from the Rochestown Park Hotel. This is the C103 GAA Sports Star Awards. We're with you live until 8, meeting some of the monthly award winners. And I'm joined now by Matt Taylor, of course, involved and one of our monthly award winners over the last year. How are you involved in Cork GAA? Matt, uh, 2019, a year in which you were singled out, by the way, by the Cork coach, Ronan McCarthy. In reference to how you responded to the demanding challenges of both intercounty and then improving in your performances, it must be good to hear those from management in Cork. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, as a group, we had a great year, and uh, it was fantastic to get the opportunity, I suppose, to um, you know display talents, I suppose, and uh, progress through the championship last year. You know. And is it hard if you're juggling training? I mean, you're you're juggling with your club Mallow, and then you're obviously juggling with Cork as well. And you have your own life to lead, and you work. Is that tough to juggle everything like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Look, I suppose you're trying to you're trying to work a full week, and you're trying to balance training with family and friends and whatnot. You know, so it can all you know. It can, there's a, it's a busy schedule throughout the year, and I suppose tonight is a good night for a family as well to recognise. You know that they put a lot on hold for you as well. I suppose um, throughout the intercounty year, like, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's very important. Like. Going along to matches and making matches and travelling and supporting like, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, the travel the length and breadth of the country to see league games. You know that there's very small crowds that you know, so um, family are a big part of uh, your your intercounty career. You know. Of course, they are, and the game I mentioned last year against Leash, and Brian spoke about it there about the Super Eights beating them 420 to 115. That was a big victory, which made the first appearance in the Super Eights. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, I suppose if you look back on the year last year, we started the league quite poorly, and you know uh, went up to Tipperary, and uh, you know um, did quite well against Tipperary, and I suppose that would be the turning point of our year last year, and you know we followed that right through to the Leash game, I suppose standing out the most, where we came out and performed really well, and you know, earned our spot in, in the Super 8s. And there's so much talk about Cork in the last few years, and I've asked a few people this evening this question. Do you think we can do well this year, looking at what we've achieved last year at a senior level? Can we get something this year? Absolutely, I suppose. Look, there's been a good few additions, um, as I spoke with Brian Hartnett there, you know, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of those 20s that have come in and, you know, are doing really, really well, and they come with a bit of confidence, and, you know, they've added an awful lot to the panel, and, you know, who knows where it can go, you know, and... You know, with massive ambitions for this year, and uh, look, I suppose we have to go over this weekend and build throughout the league. And 
hopefully bring it to the summer. see what happens this weekend. Well, Matty, best of luck across the weekend and this year, and well done on your achievements across 2019. Matty Taylor there, of course, involved in Cork GA and indeed Mallow. Thanks for joining us this evening here. Uh, we are live from the Rochestown Park Hotel. This is C103 with the Cork GAA Awards. I mentioned earlier about Russell Rovers. We're going to hear from one of their players uh, later in the show. And after the break, indeed, Josh Busang, who is the December award winner, he will join us after this break. The annual C103 GAA Sports Star Awards, live from the Rochestown Park Hotel. And welcome back to the Rochestown Park Hotel. It's John Paul McNamara with you live until 8 o'clock with the GAA Sports Star Awards with C103 and the Rochestown Park Hotel. And between now and 8, we are meeting some of our monthly award winners. And let's continue. And I mentioned there before the break, a big year it was in East Cork with Father O'Neill's and indeed with Russell Rovers. And Josh Busang is our December monthly award winner. And indeed, Josh, good evening to you and welcome uh, to studio here at the Rochester Park Hotel. First of all, the win for you, first of all, in Cork in the Junior A Hurling Championship for Russell Rovers and then in the Munster Club Championship, that was a great achievement for Russell Rovers and a huge boost for East Cork. Yeah, um, we've been there, thereabouts, maybe last year, we last county final, which we, well, we won't say we left it behind us, but we were disappointed in mm. how we played and look, it was going to be very hard with uh, coming through East Cork Championship again. You have to get over to East Cork first before you can play in the county. So, um, yeah, the juniors are t- hard grade to get out of, and um, we were just lucky to get out of it no, this year. Like, you know. And then you did get out of it, and then you moved on to the All-Ireland Junior Club Championship, and that battle, that went well for you. Not so much in the end, but it went well overall until the very end. Yeah, um, all those games were bonus territory, really, for us. Mm. Our, our goal to start of the year was to, to get out of the junior grade, but... Um, yeah, everything after that was, was a bonus and we just enjoyed it all the way. So. And you must be very proud of your club. I know it wasn't a win uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, but still it was a huge achievement for us Rovers. And I know when you came back to East Cork, the celebrations did continue there for a number of days. So even though it wasn't a win, it was still a massive achievement for us Rovers and for everybody involved yeah. with the club. Uh, yeah, you could just see what it meant to the, the whole community, really. Um, people travelling up to the game. I'd say there was no one left at home between ourselves and, <laughs> yeah. and Father Neil's. The whole uh, parish was gone. Yeah, yeah, there was no one around the place for the weekend. So uh, it was just great for the community. To, uh, for did it give the place a lift? Uh, I did give the place a lift yeah. because, you know, it's kind of a quiet spot down there during the winter and things like that. Like, I know during the summer there's the beach. Tourism, the, yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, during the winter it can be a quiet spot and things like that. But it brings a bit of togetherness to the place. So. Well, that's always good for any uh, club community or indeed any rural community. So as I mentioned, a big year for, for both of you in East Cork, Father O'Neill's and indeed yourselves at Russell Rovers. The fight, you could say, is on again. Can you perform again in, in 2020? How do you think you'll do this year as a club? Yeah, I think, I think we can do well. We're in the, the lower intermediate grade now, which uh, we need to win the next two years or we'll be back down to junior again. So, um, yeah, look, it's, it's all system go, go again. Um, I think we're back in a month, so and see what happens after that as yeah. you say yeah well uh, Josh thank you for joining us yeah. this evening best of luck well done uh, to all of everybody in Russell Rovers and to yourself over the last year and thanks for joining us thanks here this much. evening at the Rochester Park Hotel our December award winner Josh Busang from Russell Rovers and we move on now to our March monthly award winner and the Dr Harty Cup final between CBC and Middleton CBS attracted a crowd of over 7,000 in Parky Ring in what was a very unique and historic event and a very unique and historic afternoon and 
and at the end of a highly entertaining contest, Middleton CBS emerged as deserving winners, and they had many standout performers. One of those is Dara Moran, who is with me now here. Dara, good evening to you. Hi, how are you? Thanks. Nice to be here. Now, Dara, you were known as one of the standout performers of that particular game. It's great to hear that and be told that and see that on the headlines, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's always nice to get a yeah. small bit of extra credit, but at the same time, there's 14, there's 14 other lads putting the exact same <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you feel a small bit bad sometimes. But yeah. Especially even saying it with the crowd there, it's always massive to have all your friends and family and your schoolmates especially like it was a massive yeah, so. crowd for, for, for one of those games a huge crowd to attend yeah exactly I would even the, the year before now with the, with the year we lost there wasn't even that much of a crowd mm. but I'd say it was, it was great to have the two Cork schools even that's true as well yeah and there was more people locally that yeah. could attend because they were both Cork uh, tough challengers are Christians not very easy to beat and they're a big sporting school yeah exactly yeah, the last few years they're putting a lot of work into the hurling and, and Christians and fairness and even with Cork now and UCC, I know a lot of the lads that we would have played against, and even Martin in the final, really good, good enough friends now, but even this year now, they, they've beaten CBS. They got their own back on us in the semi-final, which I saw last week it was a tough, yeah. tough game. Yeah, it was a tough game, and that does happen, I suppose, from, from one year to the other. Everybody's trying to see, can they keep and retain the title? But as you know yourself, it is tough. And was it last year? Was it 2006 the last time the school had won um, the actual trophy that time? Yeah, was it was, good, it was 13 years. years since they had won it before we had. So, so, so big celebrations yeah, last year. Yeah, so. there was big pressure on to finally break that break. And fantastic year last year for Cork at an underage level in GAA. For yourself now, you've left school, you were telling me. You're now in, in college. What college are you in at the moment? I'm in mean, UCC. So you're enjoying college life? Yeah. Getting used to it and all of that? Yeah, a few months in. Uh, yeah, and you're going to get involved, I presume, then with UCC and further afield while you're in college? Yeah, we've the Fresher Championship now coming up in a week or two's time. So hopefully now playing against playing with the, lad, the likes of the lads from CBC you now, yeah, enemy, yeah. enemies from last year and teammates say, this yeah, year, yeah, so yeah. it makes it interesting. And the other thing is, I suppose, you know they're started playing now as well, so as lads Shane and, and Keane were saying earlier, you know how they play, you know how they perform, so that makes it a bit easier for you yeah, anyhow. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but even it, it's, it's always nice to be playing with lads who you're spending every day with in school or college, it's kind of the same thing, so That's true. it makes it happen special. That's a very good point. Well, Dara, well done on your achievements last year. Thank Best you. of luck tonight and enjoy the evening. That's Dara Moran there, our March Award winner at the C103 GAA Awards for Middleton CBS. Dara, thanks for joining us this evening. We'll move on now to our October Award winner, and this is Michael A. Martin of Nemo Rangers, and um, Michal A. Martin even of, Miha, of Nemo Rangers. And Michal is our October winner because Nemo's, as we know, won the county championship, a big occasion for the club, and it was a big occasion we hold because you beat to hollow on that particular day yeah look there's high expectations in, in Nemo every year so anytime you win a county it's great you get to you have to enjoy it um, it's difficult when I suppose you go on and the year ends uh, in a bit of disappointment mm. um, it feels like a long time ago now to the county final um, but yeah they're great days and we'd, we'd go to, um, we'd a hard hard path to the final this year and obviously then it was Duhallow's second final in a row, so, yeah. so to beat them was, um, was a good achievement. Like. And it was a tough match. I mean, Duhallow did play well. I know Nemo won possession early in the game and especially in the middle of the field, but you battled hard for that particular win. Yeah, I think we... I don't think it was our best performance, and I think Duhallow would probably say the same. Um, I think the difference was when we were on top, we were looking at our forwards really, um, really delivered. We only really played well for about a 10-minute spell. Um, but we got two really important goals and, and we built up a, a big lead at half time um, really off a, probably a 10 minute spell where we did most of our damage and then 
to be honest, for the rest of the game, Duhalo probably uh, probably outplayed us, but we just built up enough of a buffer uh, to, to win it, yeah. And then, as you mentioned there, you moved on through the club championships, and uh, as you were moving on through that, you got to the very final against Carl Finn, who proved they were a very tough challenge, and uh, people had mixed feelings. Some people thought that he would win this, and then others always said, Carl Finn can be tough. Yeah, no, look, we were, we were very, we, we had a lot of belief going up um, to play Carl Finn, but like, we were beating him by him a couple of years ago, um, heavily. Now we were very confident that wasn't going to be the case. We, we worked really hard. We, we trained well um, in the lead up to it, so we were full of belief going up. But I suppose you always know, you know, they were going for three in a row. Um, we were well aware of how good a team they were, and we were going to have to be across the board nine out of ten on the day, and we were nowhere near that. Um, and we gave him a start. We gave him a goal at the start of the game, and it definitely shook us for 20 minutes. Um, and they're not, a t- they're not the type of team. They make you look very ordinary if you're, if you're off uh, at all, and we were. Yeah, and, and as you said, they, they are powerful too, and that they'll fight on regardless. And if, if you said if you have an off day, they won't stop at that. They'll keep going. So it's, well, that was a bit of a disappointing for the club, but still looking ahead now to 2020, another big challenge. Can you retain, and can you go like you did in, in last year for Nemo? Yeah, you see, that's, that's the big thing for us now. Um, I have three county medals, but the two years after... Uh, the two years in between um, we had terrible losses 2016-2018 so this kind of current crop of players haven't backed up a, a county um, with another one um, so that's where our focus is um, for the year definitely I'd say Paul Kerrigan and maybe Colin Tucker O'Brien are the only two maybe Barry O'Driscoll as well who have actually won back to back it's probably been it's been too long we feel but uh, yeah. we know that at the same time you know everyone has been, everyone's had a longer winter than us. Everyone's been training over the winter. We haven't, we haven't trained a bit yet with Nemo. Um, and we're probably there with a target on our backs. So the reason we haven't done it back-to-back is because it's harder. Um, and that'll be the case again. So we're going to have to have to be better if we want to do that. And if there is players there that haven't gone back-to-back, they'll be hungry to get that and to achieve that too. So that could be a bonus. Oh, no, we are. Like it's, we're fairly tunnel vision now. Um, you know, we know exactly what our, um, our targets are, but... You know, everyone else has the same target as well. Everyone wants to get back there. Yeah. Duhalo have lost two finals, I've no doubt they, um, they'll be the same. The Bears will want to come back. Uh, there's a lot of good teams there, and obviously a new revamped um, county championship. That's the other side which of will it, add yeah. a new kind yeah, of yeah. to it. That's true, and then strong teams in there from both the city and the county. So that will that will change it up, I suppose, over this year, and you'll have to see uh, what happens. For the moment, uh, Michal A. Martin, thank you for joining us. Well done on the uh, congrats and the success uh, for Nemo last year, and we'll have to wait and see, as you said, what happens this year. Thanks for joining us this evening. Best of luck this evening as well. Thanks very much. Great to be here. Uh, this is C103. We are live from the Rotterdam Park Hotel for the C103 Annual GAA Awards, and I'm joined now by our August All. Ireland's uh, football winner, Conor Corbett. Of course, Conor, good evening to you, first of all. Welcome to studio here in Rochestown. Good evening to you, JV2. You played a key role uh, with Cork, of course, as they claimed their first All-Ireland minor football win over Galway since 2000. Huge achievement for yourselves. Yeah, a huge 19-year gap. Um, it was, I suppose, we knew we were good enough at the start of the year to go on and give it a crack. And... Um, uh, I suppose uh, the year didn't start out great, uh, getting such a, a bad beating blow in Parkering that night, blow mm-hmm. against Kerry. Um, but we took um, we took things from that and we learned and we showed that against them in the Munster final. Um, we only we were only three points off from that day, and um, 
we took it game by game after that then and it drove you on maybe what happened with Kerry you might have driven you on to perform more and you were the winning captain on that particular day it must have been a great feeling for you personally when you actually won oh a huge relief when the final was the goals like um, it's everybody's dream I suppose to um, get a run out in Crow Park and then to, to walk up to Hogan's the steps to Hogan's stand mm. then is a uh, dream come true I was mentioned there to uh, other players and other award winners is it when you head out of the steps into Crow Park, what does that feel like for someone so young like yourself and you're used to playing locally here on club championships and within other GA stadiums across the country, but then Crow Park, I mean, what's going through your head when you walk out there? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, really. Um, I suppose you don't, everyone be telling you, oh, it's, Crow Park looks way bigger on TV and it's much bigger than any normal pitch, but our our coaches walked it and it's the exact same as any pitch I suppose yeah. it's just the stand that makes it, is, makes it what it is and it's, uh, it's unbelievable to get to run out there and I know when I speak about the awards tonight you received the GAA Minor Star Awards also recognising yourself and indeed the team and that was a big achievement for, for, for Cork as well and for yourself at that particular time yeah any individual award is a bonus really because it's a team game and mm. at the end of the day it's a team sport and um, without your team I suppose you, none of them awards come about yeah that's a very good point and with the minor wins now and also the under 20 wins the future for Cork football it's looking a lot brighter I was just saying to the rest of the award winners this evening are you hopeful for more wins this year oh definitely um, people are saying we probably won't see a year like 2019 again but I think we will there's a good crop of uh, young players coming up and um, even the buzz around the county with football coming back they're saying the football is back and all this and um, even to see the there's kids going around with footballs and the smiles in their faces and mm. they're asking for photos and oh, it's, it to make good. your day it's what it's all about and that's bringing people into the sport as you say again regaining interest in the sport and that's what you want yeah, going forward right. so uh, that's a big achievement well for the moment Connor, Definitely. thank you for joining us best of luck this year well done on last year and hopefully with a more success again Thanks Connor so Corbett, thank you for joining Cheers. us this is C103 live from the Rotterdam Park Hotel for the Cork GA Awards with C103 and the Rotterdam Park Hotel and on the way next we're going to hear about what a great year it was for Sarsfield Camogie. That's next year, live from the Rochester Park Hotel. The annual C103 GAA Sports Star Awards, live from the Rochester Park Hotel. And welcome back. We are live from the Rotterdam Park Hotel for the C103 GAA Awards. It's John Paul McNamara with you live right through until 8 o'clock meeting some of our monthly award winners. And let's continue that. And we'll go to Sarsfield Camogie, who had a big year this year. Emer Finnell is our September awards winner. Emer, good evening and welcome and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Now, Sarsfield, you breached a 30-year gap as you took the Senior County Championship title for the second time only in the history. Uh, must have been a, a fantastic achievement, especially was aren't your club the 50th anniversary of the founding of your club this year? Yeah, it yeah. was um, the 50th year of our founding and we bridged a 30-year gap from the last time we won it. So to do it in such a momentous year, it was just out of this world. Um, and a lot of the girls that were playing as well on the day had mums and, and a dad involved as yeah. well. And my own cousin actually uh, captained the um, the team and Brady, so uh, it was actually a very, very um, 
very much a family affair, but like to bridge the gap, it was just amazing. And as you mentioned, bridging the gap and a family affair, also bringing the generations over the years involving as well. And that's nice to see different families and knowing that other parts of that family, mothers, fathers, whoever were involved in the particular club. Absolutely, like SARS is such a proud club with a great tradition, and um, you know we have a very we have a very strong um, underage and it's it's a lot of the same families and now that we've expanded as a community with new families so it's absolutely fantastic and that tradition yeah. will be kept going it's a growing community is the Glamour area absolutely. so you have a lot of new stars over the years joining you you had a great campaign because you beat some big teams along the way and I suppose the game against Inescara you started strong and that was a major help for you guys yeah absolutely I, I think it was um, a trend of all our games um, and especially in the final we we just kept um, the momentum going and I think at the, the early uh, lead up um, in the start of the game that we we overcame our fears and our nerves and we just started putting the scores on the scoreboard and that gave us a lot of momentum and drove us on and gave us the confidence that yeah we can actually do this and think of what we actually did in the end. And I'm asking various people tonight because there's a lot of talk over the last few years about Cork football and hurling but when you hear yourselves winning with Camogie and the different Camogie achievements over the year, Cork Camogie overall looking strong for the next number of years also. Absolutely, I suppose from a personal perspective in in SARS we've had great success underage. Um, credit to all uh, the trainers that have put in massive amount of work in the grassroots level and it's only going to come to fruition just like it has for us in the senior team this year after winning um, Fela's and under 16 and now minors as well. So it's uh, the future for Cork is definitely bright and no doubt Saras will be featuring in that. I'm sure you will and uh, this year coming, what are the, the plans now for Saras? Are you going to retain the title? Is, is the pressure on again for this year? Um, I think we'll just take it in our stride again. Yeah. Um, Probably just, the best thing to do. Exactly. Um, do you know, we've a lot of young players coming up and um, it's, it's very much just drive on and just just work uh, work away as we did from last year. Well, Emer, well done. Congratulations Thank to everybody you. in Sarah's Camogie and indeed yourselves on what you've achieved last year and best of luck for this year and enjoy the award ceremony tonight. Thank you. That's Emer Finnell there, our September award winner from Sarah's Camogie. Let's move back now to January and our January award winner is Daniel O'Flynn from Charnival. Charnival, uh, man, good evening to you. Good evening. Now, what a year it was for you guys to reach an All-Ireland Intermediate Club final and to be Cork and Munster champions. I passed through Charnival at that time and the community came out hugely to support you. Yeah, I suppose it was it was a brilliant time. We were we were delighted with just to be honest with you the, the county championship success because we had been trying for a few years to get out of that grade, and then the um, the whole thing just seemed to to snowball after that. The, the Munster championship, obviously, the Munster final, we had a, a great comeback victory, and the support just swelled hugely. And it was great leading up to our final. There was uh, buntings everywhere and flags everywhere, and we were getting so many well wishes but there was a great atmosphere around the town for that period of time and that drove you on then to perform and obviously it did work yeah well of course you know there's there's such well wishes from everyone that you, you kind of feel I suppose more confident and you feel like you've the support of everyone going into the matches so like and, and we did we, we pulled out some very tight victories along the way to our, our successes and I suppose more than anything really the, um, the once the final we were 10, 10 or 11 points down at half time and a lot of people wrote us off but um, we managed to come back and beat Fiekel and you know, it was uh, that whole thing just probably created that extra bond between the supporters and the players as well. 
And at the time during our coverage, we were speaking to those in Chernobyl and they all said at the time, your wonderful leadership skills, that they got the campaign going and they got Chernobyl to where they were. Do you agree with that? I mean, does it take somebody or certain members in the team to get the team going and, and get them spurred on to get to the next level, like which has happened in Chernobyl, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I've been, I've been very fortunate. Like, we've, we've gone from being a junior club to a senior, now a senior B club in the last 10 years, and I've played with some older players who gave me great example. And, you know, I think that's what I try to do to the younger lads in the team, just maybe give them a little bit of advice that I've picked up along the way. And, like, we have a very, very young team. I think that time when we had the success, we had 10 lads playing under 21 from our starting 15. So they're going to come across some situations that they haven't seen before in adult hurling. You just need to give them a small bit of advice. But, I don't know, I was probably more focused on trying to look after my own performance and really came to it. I can imagine a big deal then to reach the particular final there for the All-Ireland side of things and to travel out. Yeah, it was... It, it was great and it, it, it was our second time being in Crow Park for an All-Ireland final and unfortunately we've lost both of them but it was a great experience and like I thought we gave, a, we gave an excellent performance in the match it was just unfortunate that Orr and Moore were just a little bit better than us on the day and sometimes that happens and you have to make peace with it And you were captain on that day so a great achievement for you I know as you say painful to lose but great to be there and to be captain in Crow Park Oh yeah, of course. Like it's it is a it's a great it's a great experience, and any time you get to play in Crow Park, especially with your club, it's it's a fantastic experience. So like, I was delighted to get to, to lead the team out, and you never know we we might get one more one more go at it down the line in the next couple of years. You never know. Well, you never know. I suppose the challenge is on now. What will what can you do this year? I mean, a lot of talk about retaining titles and that type of thing, but what can you do this year? Do you think you can retain? Well, we're in we're in the, the senior B grade now this year, the new mm. senior B. So like we'd be we'd be hopeful that maybe we can get out get out, of, even, get out of that and maybe that, yeah, get up yeah. into the senior A again. Like you know, it's it's a very competitive grade, but um, we'd be we'd be hopeful that look we're as good as any of the other teams inside there. So if we can get our get our act together, that we might we might we might have a successful campaign hopefully. Well, hopefully you do. Well done to everybody in Charnival. Well done to yourself, Daniel, and best of luck tonight with the awards here in Rochester Park. Thanks for joining okay. us, Thank Daniel you. O'Flynn there, who is the January award winner of the Cork GAA Awards with C103 and the Rochester Park Hotel for the success with Charnival. We are live from the Rochester Park Hotel right through till 8 o'clock and the banquet here starts at 8 where the overall winner will be revealed later in the evening here at the Rochester Park Hotel. But we'll move on now and from Charnival we'll go to ladies football. And Martina O'Brien joins me, one of our May Award winners here at the Cork GA Awards. Martina, first of all, good evening to you. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. A good year for the Cork Lady Footballers again. And a league win, and you were captain on that particular day, Martina. Um, yeah, so I suppose we started off last year with um, a bit of success, a bit of success um, winning the league. Um, no, we didn't really do too well at the start of it, but we kind of mm. came good in the end. Um, I yeah I, I captain just for the league because um, our captain was just she was injured um, for a bit of it um, so they I, I captain just just until um, May until she came back so um, yeah, relatively good for us start of the year but look I suppose we didn't end the year as we would have hoped. Well, the league win over Galway, that was a tough challenger, right? Cork coming out on top in the end. And just concentrating on that particular match, you saved a penalty, am I right, on that particular day? Um, I did, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Big achievement to save a penalty when it comes to those it finals. Did, I, I, yeah, but we nearly caused another another goal <laughs> after that. But, uh, uh, yeah, look, it, it actually was a great game of football that day. Um, great open football, like Galway would be similar to us and just they go out and attacking football. So um, it actually turned out to be to be a very very good game and um, 
we were, I suppose, delighted to get such competitive football at that time of year because we were heading into a, a Munster Championship where we'd round-robin games. And, you know, you always want to get competitive football, and, and that really was. So um, I suppose it stood to us for the rest of the mm. campaigns. And you mentioned there about not winning out when it came to the championship, uh, the semi-final to Dublin, of course, not going our way. But they are a big outfit, Dublin, now when it comes to all levels of GAA. So that was always going to be a tough challenge. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Look, they were they were uh, all earned champions two years in a row. They'd been there, knocked at the door. Like, we'd beaten them a couple of years. So it, it's no surprise that they're kind of there. Um, they're kind of the big guns now. And, and we're, we're really just trying to, follow, to, to knock them off their perch. Um, which, like, hopefully, it'll happen, <laughs> happen soon <laughs> enough. Um, but yeah, look, it was, it was, it was all we knew at the start of the year that could be a possibility that we'd meet them there, um, that if if everything went well, and it happened that way. So, um, always a tough challenge. Um, look, it didn't go for us in the day, but I suppose we we did, we did everything we could, and and looking back on it, hopefully for the year to come that will work on those things and this year now a win over Westmeath last week and now it's Tipperary this weekend so are you hopeful that Cork can get past things this year when we have the league over and done with it will prepare the players for the championship yeah and like with the, with the management again this year they're, they're just trying to breed players for a championship and they've done a great job of that over the last um, two or three years so I guess looking for this this league campaign again you're looking to do that but all, you're looking to be successful as well obviously but um, yeah look we had, we had a good opener against Westmead last weekend um, Tipperary actually beat us last year in the league so we're, we'll be looking to get him back and of course you mentioned management there Ify's back he is um, which is great you know like it, it keeps continuity within the within the whole setup and we have a few new in the in the backroom backroom team and, and management wise but um, we look it, it doesn't really matter look as long as as, as they bring the group together and, and we, we all have the same goal at the end of the day do you know if he is if he's the right man to do it so and see he's loved amongst he does yeah yeah, yeah, he is loved so we'll see what will happen this year for yourself Martina I suppose from Clonakilty with the club and with ladies football with Cork it's a busy year for you in your Banascarthy a lot of people are saying you're Clonakilty (laughs) Banascarthy there can be a lot of trouble saying you're from uh, Clonakilty when you're from Banascarthy but for the moment thanks for joining us Martina and best of luck with this year our May award winner here at the Cork GA Awards with C103 Martina O'Brien now the GA president is here as well this evening with us at the Road to Sound Park Hotel and I'm delighted to say he's joining us here now for our live outside broadcast from the Road to Sound Park Hotel. John Horan, good evening and welcome to our show this evening here. Thanks very much. Uh, awards like this, first of all, they're very important to the GA and recognising the hard work of the players. So for you being president, you must like to see players from a club level and all various levels being recognised. Absolutely. I think it's, you know, it reflects on a lot of people, not just the player themselves, but where they come from. You know, the school they went to, and it also reflects on their parents and actually their club. But they've put a lot of time and effort, and this person has reached a kind of state of excellence and has performed well. And speaking to all the various players there this year, I suppose from a GA point of view, a lot of changes this year uh, with various rules in the GA. Uh, there's four rule changes. We won't be able to get into each and every one of them because time doesn't allow. But speaking to various people this evening, the two-tier championship, many are asking, why bring that in? They feel it's unfair to some clubs. Well, the two-tier championship was brought in to give an opportunity to those counties that play in their provincial championship and then go into a qualifier and take a bad beating and go off and, and, and feel there's nothing really to aim for. And my experiences have been 
in Crow Park presenting Christy Ring, Nicky Rackard, Larry Marr and even Joe McDonough that the actual joy and the excitement and the support that comes to the teams when they actually achieve that has been huge and, and I think if people actually saw that and if you go through all the sporting organisations in the GAA family we all have a senior, junior, intermediate level so we do have different levels and the tier two is just the second level in football I don't think anyone could say that you know there's more than five or six counties likely to win Sam McGuire so you know it is to give others an opportunity of actually coming away with a bit of silverware and other players this evening and this week even are asking about the kick pass mark here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And they're asking, though, will that last from the league to the championship? How do you see that rule oh, working yeah, no, out this that's year? In, that's in. It's going yeah, to stay. You're, yeah, gonna, you're, yeah, you're, happy, yeah. you're confident it will stay in the championship. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, if anyone was there at Special Congress down in Parker Creek, I asked for more debate on it, and okay. very little debate happened. A lot of debate happened in the last two months. Yeah. But when people asked me, are you going to do something? I said, this is debate and speculation. No, mm. we made a decision. We based it on the evidence of the Playing Rules Committee, and uh, it's gone ahead. And you know what? The world didn't fall in last weekend on the whole lot of games that were actually played. Well, uh, speaking of the, the world falling in, there's a lot of people not happy, and I'm sure you'll, you'll be aware of this, and I know you're from Dublin, so you might like this, but I'm sure here in Cork and other players, and I, I actually was speaking from players from Kerry and Limerick and Leash uh, across the week, and the funding, I mean, I'm probably sick of being asked this question now, but the funding issue is coming up a lot, and uh, whether it's perception or not, people outside of Dublin feel that there's a lot of concentration on the funding for Dublin, and they feel it is unfair on clubs across the country. When you have smaller clubs who are doing church gate collections, fundraisers, this type of thing, they feel they should get more money from GA at a top level. What do you say to those people on the grassroots of GA who tell us that? Well, the clubs in Dublin that benefit from the coaching structure that's in place in Dublin actually half funds the actual cost of the actual coach. And the coaches generally, the majority of their work in Dublin actually goes into the schools and it goes across all four sports. So ladies football and camogie actually gain. I know you see the highlight and the high end of the Dublin senior football team, but in actual fact, an awful lot of the money is spread across all four codes in the actual schools in Dublin. I was involved with Dublin squads in 97, 98, and also in 2001 and 2005. 
and um, you know all the people involved there none of the money was influencing the development of those players and quite a number of them went on and won all Ireland medals but you say it's because of the population of Dublin that that the level of investment is needed in Dublin because of population population is a huge part in it I mean it's a it's an economic factor within the country and I think it's not a good for the country that it it is concentrated so much on the east coast but when I was chairman of Leinster Council I actually negotiated a reduction of 200,000 in Dublin's funding and used that to spread it around the rest of Leinster and there's an East Leinster project there that includes Mead, Kildare, Loud, Wexford, Wicklow and they all get funding from original money that was in Dublin so in my own personal capacity as chairman of Leinster and a Dublin man I did actually take money away from Dublin. And you're trying to invest it into other counties, counties yeah. to, to, to raise and is there more that GA can do for though I mean is it something that money is tight anyhow that a lot of the smaller GA clubs are looking for more funding and are struggling to survive from various different ways I mean how can you come around that as a, as a overall society I suppose? Like we, we, we try to be fair in the distribution of yeah. the funding like I mean you look at the pending challenges like we've 350 coaches funded throughout the country you know we're going to come out in the next two weeks with our returns from last year our income was increased up to you know in the 70 millions mark but that's all redistributed like you know we've uh, a big challenge now facing us we've government funding sitting on the table for Navin, Newbridge and Waterford and everybody knows that we put funding into Cork you know uh, so like there is big challenges out there and we don't have a bottomless pot yeah, and, and, and we could talk about funding in Cork for, for another few minutes, but we, we have to go, I'm afraid. But thank you. I appreciate you taking time out to talk to us this evening. John Horan, GA President. Uh, enjoy your rest of your term as GA President. And more importantly, enjoy the awards here tonight. Right. And I'm sure they'll give you a good Cork welcome. Thanks, Thanks very, very much, much, John. Okay, uh, GA okay. President. Okay. Joining us this evening here at the Rochestown Park Hotel. And that is it for our live outside broadcast here this evening on C103. The banquet now will commence very shortly and later on this evening. If you check out the C103 socials, we will find out who has become the overall GAA winner for the Cork GAA Awards. But that's it from myself uh, this evening here. Can I just say thanks to the staff at the Rochestown Park Hotel this evening, also to Jerk Cassidy on sound here in Rochestown, to Eric Griffin on sound back at base, to the C103 Street Fleet here this evening. My thanks to Moray Tuwik, who produced Eric is Next with the Best in Country and Irish. I'm John Paul McNamara, and from Rochestown, a very good evening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.